Hey everyone, this is Parker, your host of The Internship Show, where we learn what it's like to work at top companies across the globe. On this episode, we talk to Shelly Williamson, the Global Head of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Atlassian. We're going to cover everything from how to interpret a company's diversity report to advice to candidates looking to ask the tough questions around DEI in their interview process. This is going to be a great show, so stay tuned. Shelly, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. Parker, thanks so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to talk to you. So for all of our listeners, I'd love for you to give an introduction of yourself as well as your background and kind of what brought you into your current role at Atlassian. Yeah. Um, so I'm, as Parker said, I'm Shelly. I'm the head of DEI at Atlassian. I've actually been working in tech for you know over, I guess, five years now. It's probably six, seven. I lose track of time. Um, I was the head of inclusion and diversity at Square. Um, and ran a consulting practice to build DEI infrastructure for tech companies and organizations from you know, arts to nonprofits to schools. Um, but I actually didn't start out in tech. I began my career working in higher ed and I was an admission counselor and I was focused on multicultural recruitment and access for many years. So I really wanted to think about how to scale good information on higher ed and make it easier for students. Um, and so when I went to a grad program at Stanford called Learning Design and Technology, um, which is basically an ed tech incubator, I had to intern at tech companies. And as soon as I started working with tech companies, I saw how far behind they were than higher ed when it came to baking equity into their processes. Um, and so, you know, tech is building our world at such an incredibly fast pace that I knew I wanted to shift my focus on bringing the structures that I'd been building in the higher ed space and do whatever I could to kind of help be a part of making these companies more diverse, equitable, and inclusive. I, I really think, you know, our future depends on it. And so I ended up at Atlassian because Atlassian's mission is to unleash the potential of all teams. And I really think, you know, you can't unleash the potential of all teams without unlocking the power of their diversity. Um, so I just saw a huge opportunity to have impact um, at the team level for all of the, the clients that Atlassian serves. And I think your journey specifically is why we were so excited to be able to have you on board because people listening right now are in that 18 to 27 range and our current students looking at potentially working at tech companies and kind of as you came to this realization that tech companies were behind and there was an opportunity to truly kind of make substantial change, what types of work are you doing to really create that change specifically at Atlassian currently? Yeah, well, for me, honestly, it all starts out with a strategic plan and infrastructure. And I know that doesn't sound terribly sexy, but it's the same thing as engineering a product. You know, when you think about building a product, you are designing for the outcome that you want. And that is true of DEI work as well. So you have to have a plan and you literally have to design for those outcomes. And, you know, I think the difference between the way that I think 
the work is kind of conceptualized externally versus how it actually gets done well inside of companies is that, you know, you have to make it baked into everyone's work instead of seeing it as a separate initiative. So instead of thinking about DEI recruitment, all of the recruitment process has to interweave DEI into the work and think about how you know, we're reaching underrepresented candidates, how we're making sure the process is fair. The same is true of our processes internally, right? Like it's not uh, to use a food analogy here. It's the difference between kind of baking the flavor into the cake versus putting it on the icing. Like it's, it's such a difference between an, an afterthought versus an integral part of the way we work. And so that means that we're really working. I work cross-functionally. I work with, you know, everyone from TA to our talent teams, to our tech teams, to thinking about, you know, um, our venture arm, you know, all of the ways that DEI can be woven into the work we do, as opposed to thinking about it as like, as an outlier. And thinking about it from that standpoint of honestly, truly like foundationally implementing DEI into the workplace, would I be correct in saying it's not something that just kind of happens overnight? Oh no. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that is the most challenging about this work in general. Um, I think I've definitely had to learn how to move forward um, and push forward and feel really good about the changes that are happening and, and basically figuring out how to unlock the pieces of the work that will unlock the next piece of the work and really understanding, like that's what systemic change actually is. Um, and so being able to unlock the pieces in the right order that will make real meaningful change and, and kind of accelerate the work is a skill that you learn how to do and, and something that really um, requires a lot of time and attention and energy, but it doesn't all happen overnight. And that's both incredibly frustrating um, because, you know, I think everyone wants these problems to be solved, or at least, you know, everyone um, who I consider to be, um, you know, m- my customers, you know, the people who are, um, who I work for, you know, they want all these challenges solved overnight. And I do too. Um, but I think progress is something and how companies kind of show their progress and their work is how you can start to get a sense of what their actual commitment looks like. And I think that putting myself in the listener's shoes right now, companies and employees like yourself are working towards creating this substantial change. But as a student or a recent grad evaluating companies, what can a student do to understand if a company is actually working towards creating this diverse, equitable, and inclusive work environment as they're going through the process of determining who they want to work for? Yeah. You know, the thing that I love about students now and the conversations that are happening on social media is that people are becoming much more critical consumers of brand. You know, I think there's 
been a lot of talk from these companies for so long about, um, you know, how much they care about the work. And frankly, you know, I think there are a lot of people who think that caring is enough. They don't recognize that these are systemic issues that need systemic solutions. And so there are a lot of people whose kind of, you know, intentions are in the right place, but we know that intentions and outcomes are two different things. And so, you know, and actually recently in our sustainability report, Atlassian got super honest about the fact that we've historically under underinvested in the internal work and the systemic work and spent more of our efforts on things that felt good, like branding efforts. And we're not alone in that. Um, you know, essentially we were talking the talk and it, and it looked good, but we needed to do more. And so I think in terms of kind of looking for the real sig signals of substance and companies doing the real work and not just talking the talk, there are three things that I would call out and they're along the pillars of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So on the diversity side, you know, is a company making year over year progress towards a, a more diverse workforce? So, you know, this is one of those areas where I can tell you that progress does not happen accidentally. If companies are making progress year over year, and, you know, you want to see substantive process and things like, you know, uh, increased hiring rates, for example, things like that show that there's a commitment to change, efforts being made, and structure put in place. Because frankly, if you don't have those things in place, the numbers will stay flat um, and or kind of decrease as, as companies scale. And so if you're seeing progress year over year and people are kind of reporting higher, higher hiring rates, you're seeing change, then that probably means that there's a, a, a commitment and systems in place um, to make change and improvement. Um, on the equity side, I think this is an area where um, people don't often think to ask questions, but it's not just about who you hire, right? It's the outcomes that you get once you're inside of the company that are almost the most important. So understanding what companies are doing to make sure that outcomes are equitable for their current employees, like teams should be able to tell you if performance programs are designed with anti-biasing, you know, built into the structure or whether outcomes like performance and compensation are audited for fairness across demographics. Like those are the signs that it's not just window dressing, but there's systemic work going on. And then on the inclusion side, you know, I think typically the default answer is employee resource groups, which are also known as ERGs, if you've never heard that um, acronym before. I think ERGs can be great, but they can also put the burden on underrepresented folks to do the work. So understanding whether there's some kind of training or accountability for managers to build inclusion into their team practices is a great thing to understand. And we're working towards that now at Atlassian. And it takes time, but I think that's why I was so excited, you know, and I mentioned about unlocking the potential of 
diversity at the team level. You know, that's what makes me excited to work for Atlassian. So, you know, a company can say and do the right things, but how you feel and how you're treated on your team is a huge deal because that's where you're going to spend the majority of your time. So understanding whether companies are working towards things like team level inclusion um, is, is really important to know. And putting myself in a student or a candidate's shoes, listening to that, it might seem like it may be more difficult as a candidate to understand all of the work that companies like Atlassian are putting in to kind of create that substantial change. What it could, what should a candidate do personally, honestly, to prepare themselves to ask questions about how companies are working towards creating an equitable environment for their employees in the interview process when they're trying to get a job. Yeah. Well, I think those three areas I just touched on are great, you know, frameworks to think about as you're, as you're preparing your questions. But one thing that I always told students both in the college application process and um, in hiring is that you have to know that a hiring process goes both ways. They're interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them to understand whether it's a fit. So you have more power in the process than you think. And so you should feel really empowered to ask those questions because particularly if a company is genuinely invested in DEI, you asking tough questions to the team is a great sign of values alignment. Like I'm always impressed when people ask good substantive questions about this work in interviews, because I know that they're um, kind of bringing that framework into and will bring that framework into how they work. Um, You know, they're bringing it into the company and, and, you know, that's really valuable. So I would say, you know, feel confident that you get to ask tough questions. And if anything, you know, asking the tough question shows that you're doing your research, you're discerning, and that you care about the kind of context you're coming into and are ready to kind of contribute in that way. I love what you mentioned. I want to reiterate that candidates shouldn't forget that they are the asset ultimately that the company is looking to bring in to grow. And absolutely. And I would ask even from like a practical standpoint, is there a right time to bring up these questions as a candidate in the interview process? Is it in the second interview? Is it when you're talking to your potential like manager? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a great question. I think, you know, on a company level, and this is also, uh, yeah, I love that question on a company level. I think when you're doing screener screens with recruiters, you know, you can ask those questions as early as the first conversation, just to get a sense of, you know, what the responses are and and what the commitment and investment level is. Um, But absolutely, when you're having conversations with your potential future manager, you know, to say, what does inclusion and, and the practices around inclusion look like? at the team level. Is this something that you care about? What does that look like for you? You should feel totally empowered to do that. Um, 
And I think that that's where you'll get some really good insight, particularly from your future manager on, you know, how they conceptualize their role in making sure that their team has healthy practices. And another thing that we've heard candidates do, which I just absolutely love, if you're fortunate enough to reach out to a current even employee at that company to talk to them and have a candid conversation about their experience with inclusion in the work environment or how equitable the work environment is to get those answers if you don't get the chance to ask it kind of in the interview process as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, a good thing to ask is, is about the progress too, because as we shared, you know, I think a lot of companies are on the journey to do this better. And so in thinking about, you know, what that, that um, investment looks like over time and whether it's, feeling kind of like progress is being made, that's, that's yeah. really important. And you mentioned that earlier in the show, uh, Atlassian released your accountability report. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen an uptick, I would say, in companies publishing uh, diversity reports. Um, and as you mentioned, that should be a part of the research that a candidate is doing to learn how progress is being made from a DEI standpoint at a company. From my experience, those reports can be pretty substantive and can be at sometimes hard to f- really discern the information that you want to get as a candidate to totally. see what progress is being made. I mean, do you have any tips for a candidate as to how they should read or interpret or what to look for in those reports? Whenever I look at reports, I look for what, you know, most companies want to show progress and that's important, right? Because like I said, showing progress suggests that there is real substantive commitment, but I also want, want to see companies highlight the areas they're not doing so well in and what they are structurally putting in place to make sure that they're combating that. So I'm super proud of in our sustainability report, which you can look up, you know, we talked about the fact that, as I shared, we've historically underestimated, underinvested in this work. So we shared, we shared our new budget. We shared our old budgets. We shared our new budget. That's a real commitment and remediation of that particular area where we weren't doing what we needed to do. I think a lot of companies, unfortunately, say something along the lines of, here are the numbers. We didn't make as as much progress as we wanted to. This is still important to us, but we tried. And, you know, that to me is, is pretty anemic. You know, I think the kind of we tried and kind of shrug feeling is when I start to question how much companies really care because, you know, as much as these challenges are difficult, they're not impossible. Progress is not impossible. And so um, I think, you know, really when companies really show what they're, they're doing and investing to make progress, that's when I feel like there's substance. Whereas if it's just kind of a release of the numbers and a general, we care about this work, that to me 
um, doesn't feel substantive enough. That is great advice. And I gave me tips as I read these reports as well um, to be able to, to truly understand what that impact is and what that progress is looking like, obviously, from the Atlassian perspective. Um, you all just releasing your sustainability report. I highly recommend candidates listening to check that out um, to see what progress Atlassian is, is making as well. And I mean, you talk about accountability and change at the team level and across, obviously, the company as a whole. What role does accountability at the leadership level play into uh, a company's commitment to working towards creating substantive change when it comes to DEI? Oh, it's it's critical. Um, you know, one thing that I believe very strongly in is if your DEI leader at your company is the only person talking about DEI, it's a sign that your leadership hasn't taken accountability for the work. You know, ultimately, the folks in the C-suite are the ones who run the company, so they're responsible for the outcomes, and they, you know, DEI outcomes are part of, you know, their remit. And so, to me, the work looks best, or the work is, is best done when leadership is very clear on what their role is. Um, you know, they're taking responsibility for outcomes. The work is distributed across the team. And I like to say to my team, you know, at Atlassian, or at least on, on my teams anywhere, um, you know, there is no such thing as hero DEI. We're not going to swoop in and solve all the problems and, you know, pretend as if we're superheroes, because the reality is that we actually need our partners to be accountable and to bake this into the, their work. And we need to help enable them to do that. But we can't be the ones who are constantly the solution to the problem because frankly, we didn't make these problems. Um, and so we can be there to architect and design substantive solutions with the subject matter expertise that we have. But ultimately, you know, it's on the leadership and on you know, the the company to, again, bake that into the way that they work. So I see us as you know, DEI teams really should be kind of consultants and designers and folks who enable other folks, um, but it's really on the leadership to, to lead. Circling back to the beginning of the call, it doesn't happen overnight and it's truly about working towards systemic change to make an impact in uh, allow in for a company to really progress towards creating a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive work environment for all employees. And it doesn't just take one person. It takes the entire army. Shelly, this has been an amazing conversation and a lot of great information for our listeners. We really appreciate the time that you took today. Thanks again. Thanks so much for having me. What an awesome show with Shelly from Atlassian, who shared how she thinks about creating substantial change within diversity, equity, and inclusion at Atlassian. We also learned about her advice to candidates looking to ask the tough questions when it comes to DEI and in their interview process. Stay tuned for our next episode, and we will see you all again soon.